Welcome to the Chiropractic Revolution podcast. The Chiropractic Revolution is a Christ-centered movement empowering chiropractors to live out God, family, and chiropractic. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. These podcasts are going to be a collection of our ambassadors and our amazing community. Join the revolution and let's change the world together. Welcome to today's episode of the Chiropractic Revolution podcast. Today's episode is a special one. We mic'd up our guest speaker at our TCR fall event in Morristown, Tennessee, Dr. David Erb. You're going to be blown away by what Dr. David had to say during this special time at our fall event. Before we get into today's episode, make sure that if you're an ambassador or you're curious about TCR, Go to the website, The Cairo Revolution, get your tickets for Orlando, and or become an ambassador. Let's get to today's episode from Dr. David Erb. It's a big group, you know, thousands of people and all this kind of stuff. I said, let me just tell you, like, it's not, like, we're a pretty intimate group. He's like, that sounds like just where I want to be. He says, the thing is, though, my hand is still so messed up. I don't even really know if I can travel. I can't. I'm in a rehab, you know, eight to ten hours a day. I said, hey man, I get it. I just was throwing it out there. You're always welcome. And then I text back to Pete and I started to cameo. I said, man, I, I reached out to David. He can't make it. He's still rehabbing harder and stuff like that. He goes, and then I was on texting Pete that. I get a message from, <laughs> from David. He goes, uh, Kimberly, his wife, uh, Kimberly says, we have, I have to go. I'm supposed to go. And I said, all right. And I said, man, we'll get you set up. We'll get you take things. And it just, David is so generous. He, he, he received nothing to come here. He wouldn't receive anything to come here. Um, Flew in the last night in the middle of nowhere. Morris Town, you know, I said, you're here? He said, I don't know, I, somehow I got here. Um, I've been to Africa with David, I've been to Middle Olympic Games with David. Um, I love you. To have you here, it's very special. I hope you feel that, right? We love Jesus, we love chiropractic, we love the things that you love. DJ would say, I love you because you love the things that I love. But if you will do me the favor of welcoming my brother, Dr. David Irv. Hey, um, I uh, kept looking at the backdrop on the screen and it said, Chiropractic um, Revolution, and I didn't, I blame it on the illness, but I, I finally saw that there was love and revolution, and I was like, whoa! So I, I really don't know any of you guys in the room, and yet I think there was many of you guys that were praying for me when I went through my trial just recently. Yeah. And uh, so it was, uh, and I just want to say thank you. And that just tells me the group that I'm speaking to. And um, so it was the first day of summer. It's the weekend of Memorial Day weekend. Uh, my family and I, we have a boat on a lake that's 10 minutes from our house on a slip sweet setup. It's my happy place. 15 minutes from my driveway, I can be surfing. And so well, it was the first day in 70 days in Texas, but it wasn't like 30 mile an hour winds. And everybody had the same idea, right? So there's like 25, 26 surf boats out there. And it's, I can't wait. So I've got a 23 year old son. And I said, Hey, well, let's, let's go. Let's hit this thing. We'll get the girls. I've got a 23-year-old uh, son, 20-year-old daughter, and a 12-year-old daughter, and my wife, Kimberly. 
I said, the girls that come out in units, let's just go hit this thing hard just to do it so we won't have to move around when we come up. He said, okay. Went out there, got in the water, started surfing, and there was, even the leaves weren't bending or moving on the trees. It was like you were sitting in here. This is how much wind was on the lake. It was glass all the way across. Anybody been on a lake like that? Can I get an amen from somebody? Yeah. Yeah. So I also oh. pastored a church for three and a half years, and I, I, I uh, it wasn't the Baptist <laughs> down in Pentecostal. So anyway, it's a call and respond. Amen? Amen. All right, so anyway, so I'm surfing, and it was 15 minutes, which is a pretty long surf, and I was enjoying it. Oh, I was praising the Lord. I mean, I was on the surfboard, and I hear my phone go off because it's connected to Bluetooth, and I'm like, I said, Zach, is, is that mom? He goes, yes, and so just, just cut it, and um, we'll go pick her up. And so he's only driven my boat like three, four times. And so he looks back at me and cuts it. If you guys ever surf, you know, you cut the wave, you're, you're pretty much going to go down right then. But the wave was so big, and it was so beautiful out there that I surfed all the way back up to the, to the swim platform. And he had looked at first, then looked back, cut the engine, and there were so many boats coming to him. Rather than go way, make a round to go get me, he decided last moment that he would put it in reverse. He didn't just put it in reverse, he gunned it in reverse because he was going to really back it up. At the exact moment that I went down at the swim platform. The boat is super powerful, huge deep V8 on it, and it goes boom, and literally the prop was right here. And uh, if you know anything about counter-rotating props uh, on boats, they're, they're very dangerous. If you get anything caught in it, it sucks it in. And I remember the prop was in the middle of me, and there was no going right, there was no going left, and I couldn't get underneath it. And all I had time to do was go, zap, and I was under the water. And the boat went right over me. And literally, I went through this engine and to the other side, all the way to the underside, the middle of the boat. And I remember I was in my competition vest. It's not very buoyant. I remember coming up slowly and the crest of my head at the, the bottom keel of the boat. Now that was 4 p.m. And at 7 a.m., there was a patient of ours that was praying. She was just having her time in the Bible. Like, and she's not prophetic. But she said, I was praying, and I got this picture of you on your boat smiling. Of course, as she's telling me this later, I was like, well, of course you did. It's Memorial Day weekend. Where else would I be on my boat smiling? Then she said, I, I got a vision then of you behind your boat smiling. I was like, yeah, that's my happy place right there. She said, then I got a vision of you underneath your boat in all this darkness, and you disappeared. And I got this fear for your life. I just started praying for you and praying for you and praying for you until finally just kind of let up. And it was so weird. I wasn't even planning on telling you. And I was pulled through that propeller, and I remember coming up and just seeing that propeller and all that, that energy from that boat going, I think I got through that as I kicked this off. I think I got through that. And I, I thought to myself, yeah, I'm good. And then I tried to swim out from underneath the boat. I remember my right arm wouldn't work very well to swim. That's weird. So I went to grab my hand, and these three fingers were gone. And then I felt around, but they were still attached, but they really were barely attached. And I remember the first thing in my mind was, oh my God, how am I going to adjust all these people? I mean, I haven't even hit the surface of the water. And the second thought in my mind is, 
Am I supposed to stay here? Because that's my purpose. And I remember even as I came up, I thought to myself, if it could just be my foot or something else other than my hand. And I grabbed what was left of this soup and this tissue and all these bones sticking out. And I put it with the pointer finger because that was the only thing that was solid left. And I started trying to swim to the boat and I started shaking as I was going in shock. And as traumatic as that was, all I could hear was my son, who's 6'5", big dude, who's seventh in the world in Taekwondo, is this massive guy. And he's screaming, Dad, still hear it. It hurts more than my hand did. Uh, uh. And what I didn't realize was when I went under that boat, he heard the prop hit me and he turned it off. And the time it took for me to get from under the boat back out was probably 15, 20, 25 seconds. Can you imagine how long that was? <laughs> well, anyway, long story short, that began the process of a lot of rehab. Ben said it, eight to 10 hours a day at my house every day. And I had pins coming out. Uh, the surgeon reattached it and the scars are pretty good. But the unspoken thought in his mind was this was gonna be kind of like uh, Chubbs from Happy Gilmore, anybody? <laughs> so you're gonna be like this, right? So now I've never cut off fingers before, so I don't know what to do. This, this guy, this guy tells me to do. So. I want to be a good patient, right? Wouldn't you do that? Yeah, I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. I'll, I'll do. In fact, I'll overdo whatever you tell me to do. That's good. He told me not to do this, not to do that. Only do this. The only thing that I didn't do that he told me to do was take drugs. In fact, I never took a pain med one time. Not Tylenol. Not opioids. Nothing. Praise the Lord. Good However, I got to six weeks. And not only had my hand begin to die, but I lost all function of my pointer finger and my thumb. And then it went up my arm and went all my shoulder. And I was going to lose my entire arm. And then he said, I don't think I told you. He said, uh, well, this is complex regional pain syndrome. And we can treat that by doing injections into your nervous system and stellate ganglion every day for about two weeks. And that may help. So I went home, prayed with Kimberly, and uh, she was praying, and God told her, what's in your hand, chiropractor? And she, she came to me, she said, Dave, we're supposed to adjust your hand. And I'd just gotten the pins out the day before. And I said, I think that was digestion issues. I don't think you heard from the Lord. <laughs> and so she started adjusting my hands with an Arthur stem, pow, 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 and adjusting my wrist, and I remember tears flowing down my face as she adjusted me. She goes, I hate this. I hate adjusting you because I know you're in pain, and you make me feel pain because I feel it when I'm adjusting you. I don't want to do this. She did it anyway. And a week later, this arm that was dying started to come back. And the, that pain syndrome started to leave. And then we started doing all the th I had to say, listen, wait a second. I've been a chiropractor, a doctor of the nervous system for 25 years. Come on, get this together. Start thinking for yourself. These guys don't know anything. But what I realized was this is a really good guy. 
He did a great job. But the moment that he tied the last stitch on my surgery was the end of his knowledge of what this body needed. Good. And after three comments and 35,000 people, I can tell you, chiropractors, we are face to face with people every day who are with people who are great people. Well, I mean, they may be deacons at their church and they think they know about health. Unfortunately, they don't. And it was face to face. So this happened at the time that we were writing this book, uh, Breaking Free from Chemical Religion. I tried for 10 years to write a book. Anybody try to write a book for me? I did for 10 years, it didn't work. And then finally, uh, things start moving. 26 months of every Friday, one to three or one to four. So this book came out right as this was happening. I'm sure that's a coincidence, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, long story short, the things that we do in this room, I can tell you, I stand right now as evidence that what we do not only work, but literally that God heals and he's using us to free his people. And if you would, this hand is only about halfway there. So what I want to do in the time I have left, and I'm going to go really as fast as I can, because I'm hungry, is I'm going to go through a couple of things. I want to push a, uh, a, a little blow to the nose to chemical religion, uh, but I also want to go through the connectivity of what we do. Now, this is my beautiful family. Kimberly and then my son Zach, who's doing great by the way. You got some of you guys are praying for him too. Um, my daughter on the right is Zoe, and my 12-year-old, who's 5'10, is on the left. Yeah, he plays a lot. Uh, but that's the book. And so we wrote this book, and I decided, hey, you know what? It was 10 years in the making. I there's something about this book that it's like a, it's the first of many books, and it's like a first fruit. So we decided that we weren't gonna take one penny and everything collected from this book goes to charity. And the three charities are Stand for Health Freedom, anybody know what that is? So uh, uh, Nick and Leah Wilson, so it's a law firm to help us and our children keep our own health rights. Justice Reform, which is, uh, it's all over the nation, but especially in Fort Worth, helps uh, families coming out of human trafficking. And then the Herb Healing Foundation, we're going to be in the process starting the 21st of October is the first meeting of building chiropractic hospitals to include reform the healthcare system. Yeah. I'll take a name though. So every book that you buy, all of it goes to that. So go buy a bunch of books. And if you're interested, you can go to Breaking Free from Chemical Religion, uh, the, the website, breakingfreefromchemicalreligion.com. And if you don't get a book, because uh, with the system, we could only bring 25 books. But if you don't get a book, you can order it there, order for patients. Or if you just want to get the first chapter for free, put your email in and it'll send it to you. Sound good? Amen? All right, let's get into this. This is the why, though. This is what we do every single day. Uh, who see people with seizures? Raise your hand, docs, kids, or people with seizures. Anyway, so this little guy comes in. So backstory, Kimberly's a diplomat in neurology. I'm a clinical, certified clinical neurologist as well. This is a year before we had a mostly just family practice. So it's still something that we are known for. So people come to see us. This kid is having 18 grand mal seizures a day almost every hour. And uh, when I met him, he's on four seizure drugs. He's sitting in the corner. If you know how seizure drugs work, they damage the brain so you don't have an electrical waveform, which is the seizure. And so this kid is drooling constantly, head over the side, in a corner, can't talk if he's not moving, not making eye contact. And he's still having 18 grand mal seizures a day. Analyzing for subluxation, Justin, 
stops that day, doesn't have another seizure, stops all of his meds within two months. Hallelujah, is that a great thing, right? But watch this, same thing. Got another guy comes in, seven blood pressure medications, gets adjusted, guess what? Blood pressure's great, not that we treat blood pressure, off of all of his drugs. Another girl comes in, she has 30 bowel movements a day with colitis. She went from 126 pounds down to 82 pounds. She's not gonna make it. She was carried in, gets adjusted, and it's gone. And I say all this not to brag on her office or just even chiropractic or the Lord. I'm saying, as awesome as that is, do you realize that every single one of those testimonies is a failure in our current healthcare system? Now, wait a second. This is not hyperbole. If you actually look at the um, Affordable Care Act, uh, in 2018, they did some pretty cool stuff. They, uh, they wanted to do a quality, uh, quality assessment on care given. What I mean by that is what they would do is they, they would look at what was going on with the patient, the care given, and then whatever care actually worked, they would start funding that care and not funding the one that doesn't work. And they also had what's called an MIPS, which is a Merit-Based Incentive Pay System which means that if you are a doctor and you're actually getting people well, you get paid even more. Is that good? Come on, is that good? Yeah. That's great, I'm like, hallelujah, that's the way it should be. Except if you go to the CMS website and you click on MIPS, and it's this huge, long Excel spreadsheet, and you click on what does it actually look like to have successful care? So pick, click on colitis, that girl going 30 times a day. You know what the success is defined as? her staying on medications the rest of her life and taking the advice of the doctor and making sure that she he's seeing she's seeing him regularly that is defined as success in fact if she's not taking the drugs or going to see the doctor it's defined as not successful which means you getting patients well is defined as an unsuccessful patient anybody why though why is that and the reason for that is because these are considered failures in the system, which is why what we do is so radically important. Everybody? Yeah. So quickly here in 20 minutes, watch this. I am going to destroy the genetic theory of aging right now for every single person in this room so that you break people for you. One of the chapters is called I've, well, You've Been Lied To, and it's about aging. Let's just hit it real fast. I did a three-year deep dive in genetics, and I love it, and I love to destroy it, because every single time someone goes to a new doctor, they fill out the form and it says, have you had any of these? As if, if you've had heart disease in your family, your great uncle Joe, four people removed, had a heart attack one time, the doctor's, well, it looks like it's not good for you, right? So, what does genetic potential Harvard say? It says we have genetic potential for 120 years. Awesome, right? In the animal kingdom, again, we're not animals, we were made in the likeness of God, but if you look at what science says, there's five different lifestyle cycle stages. What we can do something about is maturation and decline. And so what that means is once you reach sexual maturity, basically everything goes downhill from there. How about that for a philosophy, right? So your lifestyle basically would determine what you could do with this decline, if you will, right? Now. Here's a case in point, twins, or aging, right? Do people age differently? Look at this guy. Do they age differently? Yeah, I gotta leave it there for a second. Let's go to twins. Twins actually die on average 10 years apart. Did you know that? Identical twins. So if it was all genetics or even a lot of genetics, wouldn't it be closer than that? On average 10 years apart, which means there's more than that some. 
Here's a good example of that. These two mice are genetically exactly equal. They're the same mouse. And it's called the Agouti Mouse Study. And they fed the mo pregnant mothers of these mice a methyl-rich group, which actually kept the Agouti gene from being ex um, uh, expressed. And the ones that actually didn't have it expressed were thinner, non-diseased, lived twice as long, but the ones that actually had a diet that wasn't rich in methyls expressed the gene, expressed disease, and died twice as fast. And they're the same genetic, exactly, mouse. Why? It's because it's not genetics. I'm gonna prove it to you. There's a guy, Dean Ornish. You may heard of him? Yeah. Cardiologist, uh, Jewish cardiologist in New York. Uh, kind of an evil-looking picture, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, come to me. Anyway, so he was saving people's lives. These are terminally ill cardiovascular patients that have had like three open heart surgeries, 30, 50 stents like this. They're all clogged up. There's no saving these people. And they go to this guy and without surgery, uh, he literally reverses these clogged arteries and they ask him, how did you do that? And he says, oh, I changed their gene expression. In fact, he actually proved it by giving them stress management tools, diet, exercise, and changed 501 genes in how they were expressed, either expressed or unexpressed, because of the changes in what they were doing in their environment. Everybody say environment. Everybody say environment. 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 Watch. This guy, Norman Sheely, wrote a book called Soul Medicine. Again, I'm going fast here. But in soul medicine, he talked about telomeres. Everybody say telomere. Telomere. Telomere is the end of the DNA structure that helps it unwind and replicate, okay? I know it's scientific and it's, we're almost time for dinner, but stay, stay with me here, buckle your seatbelts. But what you see is when you look at telomeres, we lose about 1% telomere length a year, and your telomeres, once they start getting small, it actually doesn't replicate as well and you age. So the shorter your telomere, the faster you age. In fact, you can tell how long you're gonna live by the length of your telomere. That's basically what science will tell you as well. So he said, hey, I think I can change the environment, the gene expression, and halt any reduction in telomere length. And he changed their diet, he did exercise, worked on their thinking, and three months later, all the subjects, no regression of telomere. And then he goes, oh, I think I can keep this up and see what happens. Goes 10 months, guess what he found? Every single subject had a 3% increase in their telomere length, not just not decrease. Do you know what that means? That means you don't have an excuse that your knee's too old. Or that you're too old or it means that we can reverse in aging we can age backwards but it means that number one we need to believe that first because mindset is a thing and it means that we actually have a, have a lifestyle that changes that gene expression here's another guy Nihao, a signal everybody say signal. signal from the environment activates expression of the gene it's not the genetics everybody here can have all the cancer genes in the world you never have to express it can i get an amen thank you jesus for that which means you weren't inherently born genetically corrupt. Come on. Yeah. Good. I love this. And I'm going to roll through this. Watch this. This is so amazing how this uh, plays out. This is exactly how it works. So let's say that you eat something healthy, like a, an organic broccoli, right? Basically what it does is it flips this switch, changes the DNA expression, uh, or turns it off or turns it on, basically. And then you have this change here in positive. So you eat something good, something good happens, and it's because it's triggered in the genes, but it's not the genes. Everybody got it? But what if it's something bad? Although that looks pretty good. In fact, that may be a house barbecue right there. <laughs> but if, let's just talk about smoking or drinking or sedentary lifestyle or stress. 
which is just as bad or worse than cigarettes, then guess what? It's the same thing. In fact, I'll go even further. What's the Bible say? It says that you will be held accountable for every word that comes out of your mouth. Do you realize if you get on a bus and with a smile on your face, you change the gene expression of every single person on the bus? Did you know that? Everything you put in your mouth, every thought that you think, every word that comes out of your mouth changes your gene expression, which is awesome and crazy at the same time, isn't it? This, not sorry for that, this is where it gets great though. Because if the environment created gene expression and that was it, then it means that all of this is equal to whatever's over here, right? Is God graceful? Is he merciful? Guess what? It means that there's an intermediary between this and this. Who's that sound like? There's an, inter there's an intercessor. But what it means is, this guy wrote this, and this is Duke University. He says, the brain, everybody say, brain! brain. Oh, this is like John 3.16 for chiropractic. <laughs> the brain is the interface between the environment and the gene cell. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that amazing? Check this out. The thalamic neuron theory. So this is uh, Sir Charles Sherrington. Everybody say TNT. This was, the, this was the bomb that destroyed medicine. This is what's doing it right now through COVID. The thalamic neuron theory says that your body has to have homeostasis. or It's, it's like a thermostat. Everybody look right here. Let's say that this is a thermostat. Okay, and I set it for, like this room, 58 degrees. <laughs> right there. And that this right here, this right here is going to be normal. Got it? In fact, normal's good. But listen, are we pre-programmed pre for health? Yes or no? Yes. Yes, we're pre-programmed for health. What this guy said was, if the nervous system has a deranged central neural circuit, what's that sound like? Come on. Somebody say it loud and proud. Like if this was church, there should be a lady with a tambourine and a handkerchief going, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. <laughs> he says, watch this. This is so crazy. He says, inherent in its capacity to learn and adapt is the CNS's ability to learn to be what? Sick by subluxation leading to chronic disease states even in the absence of any symptoms whatsoever. And this was done in 1994, PubMed right there, which they then gave posthumously a Nobel Prize to Sir Charles Sherrington. This is crazy. Here's the good part, though. You ready? So many good things it shows. Irvin Kaur literally won a Nobel Prize, and it said the spinal cord is the organizer of disease processes, and you won a Nobel Prize for that, you guys. What's cool is you can flip that coin because the other side of the coin says the spinal cord is also the organizer of what? Health, function, homeostasis. And you start getting into trends in neuroscience. And again, my nerdy fingers get all pruny and all of the data. I love it. But it says reports, recent reports reveal that lifespan is controlled by what? Signals from the what? The nervous system. I love it. This one, Frontiers Research Topics. Inputs and outputs of longevity. Guess what it says? The communication from your nervous system is exactly what leads to you not aging, aging backwards, or getting so old you develop disease in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or you die early. Isn't that amazing? And here it is. You ready? This is your come to Jesus moment. If you don't know him, come down front right now. This is it. This is the TNT. These pathological states can be what? Reversed. Reversed. Through 
modulation of the abnormal neural circuits by what? Say it. By what means? Ah, come on, brother. Is that exciting? Did anybody else get goosebumps? I'm like going to church for the first time. Jesus! Woo! Awesome. This means that we can change this. This is also what it means. I'm subluxated here. All of a sudden, that thermostat is set at a different place. Got it? It means it's set. Even though I have no symptoms, I think I'm doing great. I literally am set at sick. And it's even symptom-free. It means I'm developing dysfunction and disease and aging, death, destruction, suffering, bankruptcy, because I'm subluxated without symptoms. I could be any age, child or older adult, and this is my current state right here. That's what that research just shows. What it also shows if you're subluxated, families, babies, children, your pastors, people that are around you, your neighbors, it means that if you're subluxated, you could eat all the broccoli in the world, you can have good thoughts, you could do all these different things, run, exercise, be lean, and you could even move the needle back towards healthy like this, but because your body is meant to maintain homeostasis, guess what it's gonna do? If this is a thermostat and the temperature goes up, please God, let it go up, but if this temperature goes up in this room and it's set at 58, guess what it's gonna do? It's gonna kick on the heat, it's gonna do what? Automatically bring it back down. If it goes down too low, if it gets in the 40s, what's it gonna do? It's gonna go back up this way. Does this make sense? Yeah. Your body is maintaining its homeostasis set point, which is set by your nervous system. If you're subluxated, it means it's set wrong, which means you're developing disease. And this is saying you can do that. Yeah. And people go, ah, is this gonna help my back pain? <laughs> oh man, come on. Right. With the time I have left, I'm gonna skip all that. Go to the slide before the last one, if you would. Is he doing a great job today or what? Man, come on. I love that New Zealand accent too. So let me just do this. Medicine was doomed to fail from the beginning. Is that true? Oh, you guys are like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know, yes? Is that the right answer? Yeah, it was doomed to fail, why? I'm not saying it was doomed to fail at the start of COVID, which it was. I'm not saying it was doomed in 1963 when the AMA actually came after us as chiropractors and actually created a plan to destroy us. Is that true? I'm not saying it was in 1910 in the Flexner Report would have homogenized a petrochemical pharmaceutical juggernaut that killed and suffered and caused more death than anybody on the entire planet. What I'm saying is it was doomed to fail five to 600 years ago when we were coming out of the dark ages and something happened. And what was it? When we were coming out of the dark ages, there was a scientific revolution with Galileo and all these different people. And there was a scientific revolution to say, hey, let's quantify so we can see and really feel and be actual scientific. We're coming out of the dark ages. And in that moment, what happened was the church said, "I, we, the church, will take the spirit of a man and you scientific people over here take medicine and the physical, the body part of man. Natural law. And forever the two shall never meet again. That's when that happened. And what happened since? Craziness, suffering, death, disease. In fact, if you look June 2022, this year, here's some new research for you. 93% of Americans actually show a metabolite that says that they are in metabolic disease right now. I think it's higher than that, which means 93%. 93% of people are diseased right now, don't even know it. That's, we don't have to talk about the COVID jab, right? We're not on live somewhere, we just got cut off. What it means
the reason that that will never work, I hope this doesn't, is because this is where we live right here. We are a three-dimensional being. I don't get too esoteric. This is not Middle Eastern or Asian or whatever. This is, this is just straight what we are. We are a mind, we are a body, and we are a spirit. Is that a yes or an amen? Yes. Right? What it means, though, is Jesus, when I accept Jesus, I am wall-to-wall -wall Holy Spirit on the inside. I'm a brand new creation in Christ. There's nothing old. Spirit is brand spanking new. But I still have sugar cravings. If I was overweight before, I'm still overweight now. Yes? Because there's some things that haven't changed. If I had problems with my soul before my mind, will, and emotions that's fractured, then I'm going to have issues. In fact, watch this. Here's what's crazy. If a child is abused, right? By a parent or a loved one and it causes that internal disruption of emotions and things and maybe they have like colitis because of that internal issues going on and now you're going to treat it with a corticosteroid can you see how we could never heal unless you treat all three parts of a three-dimensional person do you see that spiritual attacks cause anxiety depression all the rest and someone goes in and they're having these issues come on and a doctor's going to give them an SSRI? Are you serious? It can never work, ever. It's never going to work. Can everybody agree with that? Yes. So what does it look like? How does this happen? And it's because we were designed to be connected. We're designed for it. In fact, when God created us, like when a mom gets pregnant, has a baby, cells from the baby stay in the mom as stem cells. In fact, they're called microchimeric cells. And they migrate after the birth, they migrate into the gut and the heart and into the, into the brain. Wow. So that if the child ever has a very heightened emotional event, even across the entire world, the mom can feel it. And there's tens of thousands of reports of this. We're meant to be connected. We are made to be connected. Good. Isn't it amazing? In fact, you start looking at uh, other things. Let me look at my notes. I'm running out of time. I gotta be organized here. Uh, rays of the sun, being outside, connected to nature. Is being in the sun important? You know, the sun activates uh, mitochondria to create melatonin, which is the biggest, baddest antioxidant in your entire body. In fact, the sun actually lights up water intracellularly and actually causes uh, what's called the fourth phase of water and creates energy like it's charging batteries. Did you know that? So that if you don't have sun, you literally are not working as designed. In fact, it actually, the sun activates uh, melanin and it goes through a uh, GP protein, which actually then, it's almost like photosynthesis creates energy. Is that amazing? That's crazy. Uh, and connectedness with God. What other profession talks about God like chiropractors do, right? I mean, our, what's our principle say? Our principle says there is a universal intelligence that constantly gives uh, to matter, not only maintaining it in existence, but giving it to properties. Is that what it says? That's what it says, right? I paraphrase, but that's what it says. And, and that was said in what year? Yeah, 1895. And then Borg, Planck, and Einstein came along, 20s, 30s, and 40s, studying quantum physics. They called the fish peddler guy a quack. And then these Paisano Italian guys come over here and say that there seems to be some kind of invisible force that maintains everything in existence in the whole universe. 
And we're gonna call it quantum physics, and it's now the most studied mathematics on the history of planet Earth. And now those guys are geniuses, got Nobel Prizes, and the fish peddler didn't get any of it. Right? Crazy stuff, amazing stuff. Uh, but here's the epiphany. Ready? In two minutes and 15 seconds. Here's the epiphany. We teach our kids based on a theory that's Darwinian. Now, as Christians sit in this room, we don't believe in evolution. I don't. I don't believe in some form of evolution either. I'm a Bible-thumping Bible. If it says in the Bible, if he said he did it in seven days, he did it in seven days. If you want to come to me afterwards, we can talk about it. I'll argue, but we'll be on the same page because we love, both love Jesus. But watch this. This right here, the epiphany is Darwin says that it's survival of the what? Fittest. It's natural selection, right? We teach kids, hey, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there. Don't we tell them that? It's a dog -eat like it's easy now. Wait till you get into college or you get into the real work world. They'll eat you up. You gotta be careful. It's it's a rough world out there. Why? That comes from this Darwinian type of uh, thought process. And what he says is that it's literally natural selection. But what I'm going to tell you is, if you start looking at how the, the world is put together, like Blue Zones, Dan Buettner, what are the two things that actually are the most related to people living healthy over 100? Anybody know? We'll start at number two. It is a close connection of people in your life, like family, that you could borrow money from. If they had it, they'd give it to you. Two, three, four people. That's number two. Number one is your social interaction with other people, the number of it. I'm talking about in your community. Like, you, like the person that brings your mail, hey, how are you doing today? You know their name. The person at the grocery store, you know their name because you see them once or twice a week. The person at the gas station, the person at the church, the people that you do small group with, the chiropractors that you hang with, you know so many. Isn't that great for chiropractors? We see people all the time, which means we're going to live forever. Well, we got Jesus. <laughs> but watch this. Those are the connected things that bring us together. That's, that, that's why it is we, we work so good. So what it means is, it's not survival of the fittest. It's survival of the most connected. Isn't that good? It's not, it's not natural selection. It's natural connection. And I've, I've been a chiropractor 25 years. I've seen all these people. I thought I knew what chiropractic was. I've raised my kids in it. And last week, Dr. Joel Bohemier at a seminar, and I'm plagiarizing his whole talk right now. It's like he blew my mind. I was like, it is connectivity. It's not, it's not a dog-eat-dog -dog world. It's not that it's hard out there. When you are connected, did you hear, Matt? All these miracles, all these things just happen to line up. You know why? Because he's what? He's connected. Isn't that amazing? The whole world's the same way. Regenerative farming. You know, you actually farm food on a regenerative farm situation. You allow a life cycle to be in the soil with natural grass and wildflowers and all the rest. And it has a life cycle that's alive. And guess what happens to the food? The food is more resistant to pests and more resistant to drought. And the DNA is so different in it that it upregulates your DNA with ribosomal RNA that doesn't take generations. The moment you eat the food, it upregulates it and you get healthy. Isn't that amazing? Do you know trees in forests are connected? The biggest trees, they don't just look out for themselves. Do you know the biggest trees in the forest? They pass on nutrients to their baby tree. And they don't just pass on nutrients to the baby trees. In all species of Plants. When plants put down roots in a forest, is that not that their roots just grow around each other? They touch each other for a reason. Do you know that a large tree can give nutrients, pass on nutrients through uh, mycelium a mile away? All of nature is connected like this. Isn't it amazing? It's, it's like what we have in taking care of people three dimensionally. It's not that you have to be a 
a therapist, and what I want to do is I want to give you a license to say, you don't have to be everything for every person. But what the world needs for us is to be able to take those three and connect them together. And you do that through an adjustment in the nervous system. And if you love Jesus, there's only two things I like talking about the most. And God help you if you sit on a plane next to me. We're going to talk about Jesus, and we're going to talk about chiropractic. And if it's a long flight, God help you. You're going to come to Jesus, and I'll probably adjust you in the eye. Come on. I'm doing that now as of this week. But the bottom line is this. is only Thomas here in this. You have people say, hey, can chiropractic heal an appendicitis for the flu? And I would say, do you have more faith in a spoonful of medicine than you do the power that animates the living world? That's why he said, Good. get the big idea and all else follow. Amen? Amen. Do me a favor. This is really important. Don't, don't leave us yet. If you like today's episode, share it with your friends and your family or anyone else in the chiropractic community. If you're interested in becoming an ambassador, make sure to visit thechirorevolution.com. Select the ambassadors tab. Read what you get when joining the community. Hit the shop tab and join the TCR community. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We will see you next time.